we can't really say what's next according to biblical prophecy. But in current events, there are lots of trends for us to watch. A global economy, a one-world government, There is an air of anxiety today that I have not experienced in my lifetime. People are wondering, what is this all about? There's something wrong. This is not real. When I was young, people would go to school, get a job, get married, have a family, buy a house that was steady and stable. Today it isn't like that. But the more serious trend is the rising tide of Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist was written by by John in his writings. It isn't new, but today it's more intense. No, No prayer in school, no Bible, You can't pray in the name of Christ in a public meeting. They want to take God off the coins and out of our pledge. It is anti-Christ intensely. They are trying to rob us of God and of Christ. And I say to you, they cannot succeed. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. I need amens. (laughs) Thank you. You know, saying amen to a preacher is like saying sickum to a dog. So... (laughs) Now, we are into a passage of Scripture this morning that has me so into it, I might fall off this chair before. I think I should get a seatbelt for this thing. We're going to be in John chapter 17. Verses 1 through 5. A Christ-centered message that reveals God's aim, purpose, and reason for all of history and all of creation. And we're going to see this morning his purpose in all this. 
Here is John 17, 1 through 5. Jesus raised his eyes toward heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. You have given him power over all people, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world was created. Let's bow for prayer. Our God and Father, we are overwhelmed with your plan for today and tomorrow and the future. And how wonderful to know that you are in control and in charge. And that we can bring our anxieties to you. And rest in the truth of your word. Now this morning as we are gathered here. And you have brought each of us here by your own plan and purpose. We pray that you will reveal yourself in power. That not one of us can leave without the impact of your word in our hearts. Receive glory. Lord Jesus, be exalted. Holy Spirit, be honored. As we trust you, we pray through the power of the blood of the cross. Amen. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Now let's work on that a little bit. The hour has come. What hour? The time for his crucifixion, 
his resurrection and his ascension back into glory. That's the hour. Now he said, Father, the hour has come. Is is he giving God the Father information that the Father doesn't know? Of course not. The Father knows the hour. Why? Because he planned it. He arranged this hour. From, the, from Adam to Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, David, he is arranging this moment for the Lord Jesus Christ to be crucified, to rise again and ascend back into glory. We are getting in on an intimate conversational prayer between God the Father and God the Son. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. Now let's think about this idea of glorify or glory. The glory of God is beyond human description. How are we to think of it? Probably the closest English word is brilliance. Light. God is light. Christ is the light of the world. Brilliant glory. In the passage that was read this morning, our Lord was transfigured before Peter, James, and John in brilliance, dazzling glory. When Saul of Tarsus was arrested on the road to Damascus, there was a great light because Christ was there and it blinded Saul and it took him several days to recover from the sight of the glory of the Lord. Father, glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. There's a relationship between the Father and the Son that is wonderful. Perfect unity. Perfect harmony. There is no conflict in the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are Trinitarians. We believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit as our God. The Father is God. 
The Son is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Be sure you are a Trinitarian. If not, you're a Unitarian and you have no Savior. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are glorious. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. That's his first prayer request. And then Jesus said, You, Father, have given him, Christ, power or authority over all people. Christ is authority and power over all people, the people of the north, the people of the south, the people of the east, the people of the west. And one day he will put down all rebellion and opposition. Power over all flesh, over all people, over all kings, all princes. And listen to this. Power over all presidents. Well, some of you got it. Power given, authority. And he said that himself. Jesus said, all power is given to me. Go with my power and live in this world and preach the gospel and make disciples. That's what we're about. You've given him power over all people that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Eternal life is a gift. Cannot be earned, cannot be deserved, must be given by grace. Eternal life is by grace. The gift of God. And then it's defined for us to as many as, that's not all, that's not universal. To as many as you have given him. Think of this. We believers are a gift 
from God the Father to God the Son. The Son will have a family for all eternity. And if you read chapter 17, you'll see that there are five more verses in this chapter that say the same thing, that we are a gift from God the Father to God the Son. You have given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. That is power. And this is eternal life. That they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. The only true God. In Isaiah chapters 40 through the end of the book, God gives his own testimony over and over where we read, he is saying, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one else beside me. And here we have Jesus saying, the only true God. Well, how do we know we're worshiping the only true God? The Egyptians and the Babylonians and the peoples of the earth have thousands of gods. How do we know we're worshiping the only true God? There is one distinctive that stands out whereby we can know this morning that we are worshiping the only true God. It's because we worship the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. No religion can say that. No religion wants to say that. They do not believe that Christ is the Son of God. We believe that God is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I need a little amen here. (laughs) 
This is Christianity. The only true God and the Son of God is our Savior. We believe that. This is life eternal that they might believe you, know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I pray that everyone here would walk out this door believing that this morning. It's the only hope or way of eternal life. And if you do not walk out of here with eternal life, you walk out with eternal death, separated from God. This is very serious truth. It cannot be ignored. It cannot be denied. I have prayed and I'm praying now that the Holy Spirit will cause every one of us to respond in faith to this truth. Then our Lord goes on to say, I have glorified you on the earth. And then he tells us how he did it. I have finished the work or the mission that you gave me to do. Well, How did he do that? How did he finish the mission? Well, the mission mission God gave him was to come here, live a sinless life, offer himself a voluntary death, of crucifixion and in that crucifixion he was taking the punishment for my sin and your sin. That was his mission. He gave himself in death for me, for you. He completed the mission. And now, O Father, glorify me 
with the glory which I had with you before the world was created. So in a sense, we have a history of Christ, his pre-incarnate glory, his mission on earth, and his return now to glory. And that has occurred. He died, he rose, he ascended, and this morning he is seated in power and glory and authority, and we love him for that. Amen. You know what? This is right. This is what had to be. When he was here, he suffered the most intense injustice ever in human history. A a, Sinless, innocent human dying for guilty humans. That was unjust. There needs to be a point of justice. And that point is in the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. I am so thankful that he is no longer abused, ridiculed, spit on, beaten, bloody, offered as a common criminal but now is in authority with a name above all names, with a position above all else. There's none higher. And this is right. This is what should occur. That justice be served for our Lord Jesus Christ. And when he comes again, he will never be abused. He's coming in victory. He's coming as a winner. If you are in Christ, you are a winner. If you are not in Christ, you are a loser. There is no way to win without him. And what we have here in this passage is God's reason for all of history 
And for you being on earth, for me, what, what's it? This is to honor and glorify and exalt our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the will of God that Christ be exalted. That he be first. Is that your reason for living? Will you go to school tomorrow for the purpose of exalting Christ? Will you go to work tomorrow to exalt and honor and glorify him? If not, you're missing the will of God. The will of God for all eternity is to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't waste a day without that as your reason for being. Our wonderful Father in heaven, our wonderful Savior, our blessed Holy Spirit. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful, Jesus my Lord. He's the great king, the ruler of everything. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord. He's the great shepherd, the rock of all ages. Almighty God is he. Bow down before him. Amen.